We just wanted to give a huge thanks to everyone who donated to the Kevin Wilkins Fund and has gotten stickers from us. Our friend Kevin is battling prostate cancer, so slinging stickers is our way to help out. If you want some stickers with the Mostly Skateboarding logo in black and green, all you have to do is donate at least $10 to the Kevin Wilkins Fund. Forward your receipt to mostlyskateboarding at gmail.com along with your mailing address, and we'll send you an even mix of black and green stickers. In fact, Templeton will do that. None of us on the pod are. You can find a link to donate in this week's show notes. Thank you to everyone who has donated. I know we're in the, you know, I think it's north of $500 on that. Now on to the show. Hey, welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Munzenreiter, and I'm joined by Patrick Kigongo and Jason from Frozen in Carbonite. This week, we're talking about chaos at Call Me 917, but first... Guy Mariano, he posted to his Instagram account. On Wednesday, Guy Mariano posted a clip to his personal IG, the first post there since August 2019. Just think of how much has happened in your life since he last posted the trick. A bump to bleachers backside 180, fakie 50180 with a nose grab was provocative. It got us thinking about Guy in 2021 and riffing on this classic... 2014 Boil the Ocean post about the 1990s Doomsday Clock and the future of 90s pros, we're thinking, hey, Jason, Mariano's new trick, yay or nay? Yeah, listen, I'm probably one of the biggest Guy Mariano fans out there. Um, All phases of Guy, uh, blind little kid Guy, mouse, like stoner Guy, cornrows, Basketball jersey, gold chain guy, but you can't grab your board on a ledge trick in this day and age. You just can't do it. Yeah, unless he was like subtweeting Crail Tap or something, like with some like mm. meta fucking trick selection. But it wasn't even a Crail. He didn't even grab Crail. It was more like a uh, nose grab. Yes. But the the fisheye is cool. Like I love the uh, the vignette with the fisheye. The big fan of f- fisheye footage. But you know, definitely pulling for guy. Big fan, but uh, yeah, he should just have not grabbed it all. But you know, that's just me. Like the uh, the no, he did crazy numbers with that Instagram post. I think it was like eighty thousand likes or some shit. Yeah. So yeah, he might be one of the last uh, core like '90s guys standing from the core like world group. You know what I mean? Like uh, like Carol Howard, all those guys. So yeah, I mean, it's good to see him still doing it though, uh, for sure. What was your take, Patrick? I'm really surprised that he decided to drop this on a random Wednesday at the beginning of March 2021. We could have used Guy last summer. <laughs> like, he, he, he could have saved 2020. But I think he's got a family. You know, he's got other priorities. And they were doing numbers. I, I guess I, I wonder where else can he go? It would almost be like a very beautiful sort of like the return of the, the, return of the prodigal son if he decided to go back to Krail Tap. Because I think it would actually be kind of cool if he did. Because, I mean, they let him rock even when he was at his lowest. Right. You know, they helped get him into rehab. They helped shepherd the face, I guess it would be like the third iteration of his skate career. Um, They really got him back on his feet. It would be really interesting to see Guy go back to the Crail camp. Because, you know, this is something I floated on Skate Twitter. I want to throw it out on the pod, see what y'all think. Um... 
I think that Krilltap is on just on the verge of coming back. Like they they like they're like on the verge of getting their cool card back. Like chocolate is already pretty much there, right? If they turn Carl Aikens pro, like it's cemented. Like chocolate is cool again. Oh yeah. And with girl, if they got back Guy Mariano, think how amazing that would be. Like after everything that's happened, welcome back guy. Yeah. I'm on board with that. I was definitely, you know, thinking how he's pretty much been ghost for, I don't know, five years, give or take, because I never really watched any of those numbers clips because they were boring. Like, his comeback was amazing, and it just seemed like he was going to keep on trucking right after Pretty Sweet. And, you know, with some distance now from that, a whole nine years now, Good God. Like, the whole comeback story is different than what it was if you were looking at it in 2015. So that return to girl would be amazing just in terms of, like, hell, let's keep the story going, you know? Like, even better. Could he go anywhere else? No. I don't think so. I mean... No? That's not, not, a... even, uh, not even hockey? Not even those guys? Nah, the, the roster's too stacked. The and roster... also, like, the universe cannot handle Guy and Gino being on the same team. <laughs> It just can't, you know. Good point. Yeah, it could barely great. it could barely handle Gino on chocolate, guy on girl. <laughs> I mean, it would be it would be amazing, but then here's the other thing, right? I'm gonna assume that he's got, you know, like you actually have to pay him. You can't just be like, oh, we're gonna send you some boards every month. Good luck. <laughs> like you either gotta give him some equity or you gotta pay him cash, right? Um, I think if guy delivered another. I get the feeling like the wheels are turning. Something is going to be happening for him. But, you know, running a company is really hard. I think this is a lesson that has come up over and over and over again in skateboarding's recent history. And we're probably going to talk a lot about this later on in the show. But like uh-huh. thinking about numbers, right? Like numbers, numbers could have been it. But the problem is that Guy, I don't think you can be as good as Guy and then also focus on um, uh, scaling a business. You can't be an, um, one of the best street skaters in the world, if not one of the best street skaters of all time, and actually be able to establish a new brand and cut above all the other noise that's happening in an era where everybody's decided, I'm going to get some boards out, I'm starting a brand, cool. Yeah, with, with numbers, from what I've heard, from the get-go, you know, the best laid plans would fall through. So, um Geez, the specifics are escaping me, but what would happen is, you know, they get one guy in place to do one thing with plans for X numbers of drops. They get a better offer somewhere else, and all of a sudden they're scrambling to, like, pick up the pieces. And I think it was almost, you know, like the rug was pulled before they could even get a firm footing. So, um, should have, uh, they should have called me. I'm, uh, organized, <laughs> detail oriented. No, I mean, you know how to do a spreadsheet. I don't even think it's that. Oh, well. I, I think I think it's like it's keeping it's like not only just opening those accounts, it's maintaining the, those accounts, maintaining those relationships, putting in all of that effort into overseeing the the design because it's you know, I didn't love their aesthetic. It was very it was very LA of its time. Um particularly amongst very. The, the powder blue shirt people in product and uh, UX and UI design that I've worked with over the years. Like it was very much up their alley. I'm just like, did you guys like buy this? You know, you know, was it just like a template? Was this like, like you actually wanted this on a board? 
it always seemed like yeah it was non-skate designers or something and yeah when you say i'd never thought of it in terms of like la-ness but yeah, yeah that that hit that was like yeah silicon beach very strong silicon beach vibes <laughs> that I would think, be a sick yeah. board company name <laughs> silicon beach I think yeah, I think someone said that either on Slap or on Twitter. Like the graphics look like those like stock template PowerPoint backgrounds. You know <laughs> what I mean? That that kind of aesthetic. Absolutely. I mean, right down to the color palette. <laughs> you know, just just like just and just the general vibe and even the kind of hyper dramatic clips with the uh, with the stock solo piano music. Good God! I was just like. <laughs> Are you guys working at an ad agency or running a skate company? <laughs> it's like we make skateboarding for moody people. I mean, even the fact that like the the original graphic or you know the original image that they put out was the iPhone screen, you know, with yeah. like some numbers on it, bros. Uh. <laughs> like if it was a cracked, oh, yeah. if, if it was a cracked iPhone screen, if it was like a, just a destroyed one, that would have been dope. It was like highfalutin skate mental or something <laughs> weird. See, but here's the thing, like, maybe that's novel in skating, but I'm sure there's a, a, some listeners who, who work um, either in design or in product or do some kind of work um, within the web and mobile space. If you spend eight or nine hours a day doing that, it is the most boring shit to look at. That is like the last thing I want to see anywhere near a skateboard. Right. right. Like, I do not care. I, I, like I am not interested in your wireframes. I am not interested uh, in the color palette that you're using. Like it, it just, it just felt honestly like looking at numbers. Like felt like being at work. <laughs> like it, like it felt like a, it felt like a job trying to wrap my head around that company. And I was like, I'd rather just actually do my actually regular day job and get paid. Yeah, I think you know. Back to the other point about Jason's point about being organized and everything. It's like you can be organized all you want, but like the amount of focus that it takes to scale a skate company is oh, yeah. definitely way more than uh, way more than is than is talked about, and it should be talked about more because, you know, we've talked about hearing the same stories about folks falling into addiction holes and things like that. Like same thing with skate businesses. We always hear the same thing. Like, was it like the FIT profile? Like. Didn't, uh sam from crail tap like he worked for them he said like the whole thing went bust like cats disappeared with the money how does this keep happening well i think it the problem is it's like boring and it's a lot of work is that too too simplistic no i mean like like let, let's keep it funky most of life is pretty boring right right but as long as the bills are paid and things actually get done that should be the reward in itself like not all of life is going to be entertaining even running a skateboard company and i don't know it it, it there's there's got to be a better way and it's frustrating too because like costin and guy together starting their own brand like how is it that mike and rick were able to do it now granted it was like mike and rick and spike and megan like we should not discount right. spike and megan like yeah spike with the connections and megan with the actual know-how of the day-to-day -day of being behind the desk at world yeah, you got to have someone uh, in the trenches there managing the day-to-day -day stuff, like invoices and all that shit, you know. Well, before we go down this route much more, because there will be more of this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it, it's, it's interesting for Guy to pop back up. He had the, what was it, the January Thrasher cover. It's like, it, yeah, you wonder, you wonder what, is, what is 
about to happen. And um, if he's not hanging it up, if he's not, you know, going going the way of your Ron Kriegers and and others, other '90s heroes. I know Jason, you were saying he's one of the last, but I know. Uh, oh, and just this concept of the 1990s Doomsday Clock. It's um, you know when the last '90s street pros hang it up. I always bandy about these guys' names, but like we're safe until JB and Kalis stop putting out clips like weekly. Yeah, Andrew Reynolds, Andrew Reynolds. I'll count it. I'll count it. That guy. Yeah, that guy who gets who gets van shoes. Anybody else? Yeah, Reynolds is still doing it. Uh, day up. one. Day one still has a pro model. I think he's the last out of that core world group. Yeah, they still have a pro model. I might be wrong though. I don't know. Chico's still doing it. Like he's on that Instagram wave. Mm-hmm. So he's one. <laughs> the two by two four. by four. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he's doing like back. They got a backside now. He'll flip a uh, a guitar. Like whatever, whatever you get him. <laughs> Don't give him any ideas. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no. <laughs> I, I think I think social media has been around long enough now that we can understand certain trends and certain deliberate decisions. I don't think Guy Mariano would drop a clip like this for his health, nor would he get a Thrasher cover. I mean, that is a significant investment right. of time and resources. Like, and also, like the folks at Thrasher would be like, "Why are we going to give you a cover if you're not even going to put anything out this year? Come on, son." It is a question of like, what weight does Guy Mariano actually have still within skateboarding? Like, here we are talking about him and little Johnny at the park, even. Not so little Johnny, twenty-two-year-old Johnny. Like, does does that skater care about Guy Mariano? Yeah, I I don't know. There's like a uh, lot of a lot of time has passed because like now like the kids that are like blowing up and getting good like they kind of started skating when Pretty Sweet came out, mm-hmm. or may or maybe fully flared when like or like Cherry, about... yeah, like a lot of kids were like, yeah, Cherry was like you know the first VSR was like damn, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm just thinking of that SML talk, like best video part bracket, yeah, on yeah, Instagram, where it's like looking pretty clear, and what you know, maybe we'll know by the time this post this weekend who wins. I can't remember if it's a final four or finals yet, but it's like the Dylan Gravis part looks like it's gonna. Well, it just knocked off Gons in video days. So it's looking like it might run the table, you know, and I think that kind of speaks to uh, the center of gravity. Of like you know. Now these kids have gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> now they've but, gone too far. I completely stand by Eastern Exposure Three beating Virtual Reality, right? But oh come on, man, those are two totally different parts. Man, I was a well, that was like thirty years ago, man. That was like four skate generations ago, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Dog, you're so you're so right. Like Guy Mariano has gone in and out of fashion and been skating and not skating so many times now that he just like is he just gonna keep reintroducing himself to a new generation of skating every couple years? And yeah, reinventing he, himself to some extent. <laughs> I mean, he seems like physically to be able to to do it. You know, which is like most of it just like not piling out. You know, mm-hmm. but. uh yeah, I don't know how much juice he has with uh, with the kids these days because, like, when he was really doing it, that was, like, 1998 or whatever. It was, like, almost 25 years ago. Like, if you don't count fully flared. Yeah. yeah. Actually, and, and, 
I, I guess I, I got to ask then, like, and maybe I'm stealing somebody's thunder from the show notes. What is the best era of Guy Mariano? Oh, um, yeah, I, I kind of like the virtual reality, like, uh, like plain white T-shirt, Astro Watch Jeans era. Oh. Yeah, that was really dope. Like the world, world, world park guy. Then there was the guy in um, that Globe video, like the Australia tour video, where he had like cornrows and like a goatee, just like totally over the top, like um, like party guy. <laughs> you know, that, that, like, that's 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 my favorite guy because he was still like still ripping and uh, yeah, he just had that over the top kind of uh, vibe going on. I don't know, Mike. Who is your favorite guy? It would be like way too basic to say mouse era guy, even though that's probably the correct answer for me. But I'm gonna go like one or two, maybe three years back, and I'm thinking of what's well, like two girl chocolate four one one road trips, maybe like eight eight issues apart. Mm-hmm. The first ones to this Coolio song. I remember instrumental. Exactly, yeah. and he does the he does a pivot fakey on the vert ramp in a white Tommy Hilfiger shirt at skate park at Tampa, and he has like I don't know, you know, doing flip tricks like frontside flips or switch frontside flips over spines and like kind of like not quite the virtual like still a little rough around the edges tech, but like not quite mouse. A very oh. nice. Place. That's when he gets bodied on that. I think it's like a switch shove it over. Um, yep. Over a pyramid. Yeah. I like that guy. Yeah. I don't know. What about Patrick? I kind of lean with uh, with Jason, with the whole like guy Mariano looking like he's definitely coming to the party at your house with some friends. Like he's chill, but his friends are definitely either gonna get in a fight or steal a bunch of shit. Your CD book is gone. <laughs> and that's if you're lucky. Like <laughs> right. That's that's the beginning <laughs> of your troubles. I mean, like, CD book. Uh, I got. I think I. I got one. Wild. I got one around here somewhere. Yeah, I got one back there. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow I ended up with my homie Neil's CD book from like 1999. I got it in the basement. I still have all my CDs. I still got many CD books. Still, and I still, I still will make it a point to buy some, especially stuff that has never been issued on vinyl, and is kind of like stuck in a weird limbo where it's never been, um, it's never been re-released or it's not on streaming. So. And also it sounds, yeah. sounds better in the car, but perhaps I've said too much. But, you know, like, like, like Guy, when he came back, it's almost like a, it's like almost like a different skater. Because, like, we, we, we only, like, really, if you watched Guy skating in the 90s, there's really only one time in which you saw him go hard in the paint. And that was Mouse. Because Video Days was very, very casually done. Like, nobody was freaking out. There were no... You know, it was Spike Jones behind the camera, and it was Mark Gonzalez's creative director. It was just kind of anything goes, and Mouse was a little bit more deliberate, and there was discussions about who's going to get last part. And Guy, like, you know, he, I think he was so disappointed by his part in Goldfish, which I think is kind of like, is not bad. I, I think it's chill that there was sections of Goldfish where there were skaters who just had a few tricks. No, that, that section was crazy. It was Guy, Giovante, and Sheffy. Yeah. <laughs> one one section and like it's it also it like also the other thing is like at the time you know the, they were all coming out of the world camp all coming out of plan b and you know they just wanted to put something out and not really think too hard and like mouse is a chill like excuse me goldfish is a chill video in that aspect and i think 
that in that way it holds up. But like Guy, after he got sober and was really focused on his health and recovery and really like pushing himself to skate. I mean, like, I don't even think that, like, there's stuff that he does that you even think, like, guy back in the day would never do. Without a doubt. You know? Yeah, like, like, uh, like grabbing your nose on a ledge trick. Like, he'd probably, <laughs> like, vibe, he'd probably, like, vibe the fuck out of himself. Probably, but then, like, I don't know. I, he also, you know, he's at an age now where he's, he's probably more relaxed about skating. And, you know, if you got a family and you got other responsibilities in life, you're probably uh, not worried too much about, like, whether or not people think you're cool. And the fact that, actually, let's put it that like, what if Costin put out a, a clip like this? Like he wasn't doing like a sponsored Budweiser post, like just him, like a nice, like a nice proper skate clip. Just a twist of goofiness, just a twist. Well, that's, it It would be different because that's part of his brand though. Like he always did like door tricks or whatever, you know, so it'd be probably a little different, but people would probably be psyched mm. on. So I, I, I just, uh, preparing for this podcast, I looked through his Instagram and the last few things were like, like a curb, like curb dancing or whatever, you know, some shit like that, and like a nollie heel flip, backside nollie heel down some stairs at a skate park. So yeah, hmm. yeah, I think people will be psyched on it, but it's also a part of his brand to be like kind of like a dorking around or whatever. He doesn't care. No, yeah. I, I don't think he's. I don't think he's like. Is it possible that Costin has not cared since like what? Before Pretty Sweet. Yeah, I mean, I think that's great. I mean, shout out to him staying paid. He's also like the other thing is like. We have to factor in regular adult life is happening to a lot of our, our favorite pros from the 90s. Like, well, Costin and Mariano got kids. I think Costin had a kid last year. And can you imagine having a kid during COVID? How wild that must have been. And, like, he had been at the Super Bowl. You know, he, like, they all went to the Super <laughs> Bowl with Budweiser. <laughs> you know, it's like grand opening, grand closing, you know. <laughs> all of a sudden, you're all Newborn during COVID would be crazy, yeah. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. And... I don't know, but like with Mariano, it's like I think it's it's hinting he's hinting at something. He's hinting at something. I think I think it would be dope. Also, I I gotta wonder. I gotta wonder if maybe does Mariano did like did Costa Mariano leave on very bad terms from Krell Tap or was that like strictly Mark Johnson? I think there was some acrimony over money. Uh, but you know, more money, more problems. Big told us this <laughs> over twenty five <laughs> years ago. Well, it seems like. What, cost him to skate mental? Yeah, that's what it's looking like. Really? Uh, wow. <laughs> I think it almost happened. <laughs> I think it was going to happen pre-numbers, but... I did. Didn't he have a guest board? One of those, like, phone call boards? iPhone? We're back to the iPhone graphic. Yeah. Oh, oh he so had a... Crazy. Just, just don't do it. <laughs> just don't do it. Stop with the iPhone. <laughs> you know, if you're going to do a phone, it's either going to be, like, a regular, like, a regular handset... Or like a, a a Nokia torch, as they're called, the chocolate bar, or um, <laughs> or like it's got to be like a two way. <laughs> but like an iPhone, it's just like yeah, okay, cool. No, he had a guest board on weekend. Oh. oh. Could you go back to weekend or nah? I thought there uh, was one where it was like ringing iPhone, Costin crossed out, and then it was like a Shane O'Neill graphic or something. I don't. Know. Yeah, it was some that sounds like it was a skate mail graphic. I mean, I'm not going to that website to look it up. So. But, uh... Absolutely not. And <laughs> I don't know. I think that I, I don't think that I don't think that you go for a Thrasher cover without uh, hinting towards something bigger later in the year or drop a little something on Instagram. I think Guy's being very deliberate. He's hinting at something. He's letting us know that he's 
He's alive. He's skating. He's sending us. Yeah, he's sending yeah. us a big signal. Yeah, I mean, just kind of like with Gino, but Gino's more like self-deprecating or whatever. Like some people are so big in the culture that they deserve to have a board like forever, pretty much. Like Cardiel, Julian, Steve Caballero, you know that kind of shit. So. You know, what I mean, so hopefully he'll have a board somewhere because he's one of those uh, one of those guys. Costin too, probably. probably. I'd put Costin up there too. Yeah, but like Mariano, I think it would be an honor. It'd be one of those things where you'd go you you'd go out of your way if you were a company, if you were the right company to do so. Crooked. Hey. Mm. Maybe it'll go back to Powell Peralta. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Maybe Sua Su- can get him on blind again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if he, he could, he could probably go back to any company he, he's written for and be like, "Yo, uh, let me get a, let me get a, let me get a little sponsorship or something." So, what about all those guys who quit nine one seven? You think they'll ever go back? <laughs> no. Oh, to their respective companies, to where they were at. Oh, I don't know. Just back to the phone number brand. Back to the phone number brand, man. Hell no. <laughs> so I'm gonna transition here. Internet gossip, GQ interviews with Alex Olson, and then Cyrus Bennett on the Bunt podcast this week have all signaled that something's going down at 917, a cool company that just might be gone too soon. All right, we're going to Patrick in Los Angeles. You're on the air. Hey, what's up there, my guy? I'm calling you from uh, 101 Northbound. I'm in the San Fernando Valley. Got uh, some opinions, and then I'm going to hang up and listen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> What's going on with nine one seven, Patrick? All right, let me tell you. Let me couple, tell you a couple of three things. Okay, so COVID happened. I think that that was a big one. I think that that served as a big um, a change marker for the brand because Alex came out at the beginning of twenty twenty. I think he did a DJ set in San Francisco, or he was planning to it. Maybe it got canceled. Maybe it happened, and then uh, the city shut down less than a week later. And since then, you know, at least according to Instagram, he's been posted up with his dad and his grandpa since COVID hit and basically hunkering down with them, spending time with family, which is important. I mean, like, clearly they're very important to him. And, you know, his grandpa's older and his dad's not, you know, not particularly young either. I think um, last year, the, the that surprise drop of John's video at the end of December, I think it put a battery in the back of everybody who was on that video because it basically felt like a better version of the two 917 videos. It felt looser. Mm. It felt a bit more free. Um, and there's been rumblings over the last couple of years about how the companies run. There's been, you know, at least to me, the strange fact that neither of, of the two 917 videos betrayed any of Alex's musical taste or influence. So that was a, that was a big giveaway that maybe he wasn't involved as much or he's spoken about this pretty candidly in interviews that running a company is hard. He, he doesn't love to do graphics and he doesn't love to do all of the, the day-to-day operational and maintenance stuff that comes with it. And I think it's a very, very small crew. maybe him and maybe two other people. And right. speaking to our bigger topic about companies that come and go, I think there's just a lack of transparency in skateboarding, the skateboarding industry that makes it really hard for us to decipher like what's popping. But I think that there have been signs for a really long time. And speaking explicitly to the, the Cyrus interview on the Bunt, he talked about getting sober and focusing more on skating, especially in the wake of COVID, and kind of feeling like 
he was getting more serious about skating. And he wanted a company that was going to give him the shapes and the board, you know, the, 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 the board shapes that he wants, that was going to help set up the trips, that were going to facilitate good skating, good filming, that was really going to help him get to the next level because he felt like, okay, I'm sober now, I'm skating more and I'm skating better. 917, Alex, I need some guidance. Like, Godfather, help me out here. And Alex is like, I don't know, bro. Like, you're on your own. <laughs> I don't know. Like, Jason, what do you think? Yeah, it seems like, well, we've talked about 917 a bunch on this podcast. And, uh, you know, we talked about how their kind of, kind of lackadaisical brand identity was, you know, kind of cool and all that shit. But, uh, yeah, based on Cyrus's interview on uh, The Bunt, it seems like that was uh, their downfall. In a way, like he, uh, you know, like you just say, talk about like, you know, they tried to go on trips, like, was, you know, wasn't organized, like, you know, and when you're a, when you're a skater, like you have a really, you have a window, you know what I mean? And Cyrus, obviously in his window right now, like based on last year, especially that part in uh, John's vid and the Stussy vid too. And like, he's aware of it, like on this podcast, he's like, you know what I mean? I'm skating better than ever. Like, what's up? You know what I mean? I, I, need to go out there and do my shit there you go so yeah based on that like uh yeah not a surprise that he wasn't psyched on what was going on yeah i was gonna say i think quarter snacks snack man posted up like three different clips of cyrus and it's all just incredible skating he's this weird uh what combination of like some gino ianucci got more pop though strange but awesome kickflips. I don't know. The guy's just like this super unique skateboarder. Yeah, like and really. Yeah, like, if yeah, I was really doing like that, I'd be like, style. "What the hell? I need, I need some backing." What, what, what I haven't been able to nail down myself is, and like you said, Jason, like we've talked about nine one seven a lot on this podcast. What was the allure of it? Like, I liked the first video just fine. It was good. Second video, for some reason, like everybody kind of universally was not into and i only watched it once so i can't really delve into all that the graphics were fine was it was it just that they had such damn good skaters on the team that it was something you had to talk about or yes. what was the allure of it it was, it was just the skaters it was the vibe it was the vibe that you got from watching their clips they also did a lot of stuff like they did stuff for quarter snacks they popped up yeah. in bronze videos um you love seeing them skating through the lower east side right you just got hyped seeing them skate. And I think it was also because Alex does have a certain amount of cool cachet. Like you figured that, For sure. okay, I might not love these graphics, but I love this team so much. And I love the vibe of just these individuals on Instagram together as a crew, when they show up in a, in an edit, when they show up in each other's parts, like I just want to back that. I just want to back that energy. You're like, you're, it's almost like you're investing in it because you're hoping that there's going to be some sort of a boom, that they're going to put out the video, that somebody in there is going to put out the part, if not for 917, for somebody else. And Cyrus talks about previously when he was on Polar, where he didn't feel ready to go pro and Pontus wanted to mm. turn him pro. And the folks from 917, I think it was um, Aiden and another cat, you know, came up to him because he was spending a lot of time in L.A., and he said, yeah, they said, like, hey, look, come get on 917. We'll pay you the same and you can keep chilling. And just like in music, just like in 
skating, there's some periods in your life in which you feel like I'm trying to grow into it and I'm trying to enjoy it. And what I mean by that is this, that, and I can speak more to music because I am not a good skateboarder and who cares, but I think I'm a, a better musician and I've, you know, I've, I've gotten to have some fun. There's a period where you just want to enjoy getting free drinks, right? Playing cool shows, getting on cool shows, right? And just feeling, you know, feeling a little bit of it, right? And like you're working hard, but you're not working that hard. Because right. to get to the level, when you, in your production values, when your musicianship is getting out there, you feel like, okay, like now I really actually have to start contributing and actually really start reaching out and you start focusing. Same thing in skating, right? You know, there's a period where like, you know, you, let's say a lot of these cats are living in Brooklyn or in Queens. They can, you know, back when Enid's was still on, like the, the Holy Triangle, Enid's, No Name Bar, and Matchless in Greenpoint, you're hanging out there, Cats is buying you drinks, you know the bartenders, maybe you don't have a tab, but they slide you a little something, like you're enjoying the life, you're getting to go on trips, decent per diems, you got a travel budget, like Cyrus talks about getting a travel budget from Nike, sometimes you just want to enjoy that, you want to be working all hard and shit, and he eventually came to the end of that period where he was enjoying himself and wanted to get to that he wants to get to that stage where he's getting a return on his investment he's invested in his body he's investing in his skating and he's trying to get more focus and if he's not getting reciprocity reciprocity if he's not getting the feedback the input even if alex is not skating and not you know not caring too much just like even just like a text message like a phone call just like yo i know you got this i'm going to do everything i can you know, I'm a, you know, I'm gonna get it together for you. And maybe I don't see that those conversations and maybe Cyrus doesn't feel like it was enough, but like Cyrus is like signaling publicly that he's willing to take it to another level. But like that shit, that's like, it's, it's hard. Like there's a period where you just want to have fun. And I think that can, that's where some of the conflict comes from. I mean, really like Blink-182 put it well, man. This, I guess this is growing up. Like he's growing up. <laughs> Yeah, like going going back to that music thing, like a lot of musicians need a uh, like a producer to really like take shit to the next level, like yep. like a Quincy Jones, you know what I mean? Or like oh man, I don't know who else, like a uh wanna say but Phil Spector, recipes Phil Spector. Like a producer who's like not just like a Steve Albini who's gonna be like, I'm the engineer, I'm yeah. just recording you, but like a producer is gonna say, no 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 double the length of that chorus right yeah or like or like a rick rubin like before rick rubin like started producing the cult they basically sounded like duran duran or some shit like if you see their like old shows or whatever yeah <laughs> so, someone someone with like a vision you know what i mean mm -hmm. yeah like quincy jones or rick rubin or some shit and i guess if you're a good like brand company manager or whatever that's kind of like the shit you do you know keep going with it because like that's it. Like you, you, you are you are hinting at something. Like who is that person in skating? Oh, it was like uh, like a, like Mike Ternaski for RIP. sure. The recipes, yeah, recipes, Mike T. Like um, Eli, Eli from Zoo. You know what I mean? Dudes like that who like had like a design vision. This is is a corny like marketing thing, but like a brand narrative. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a story you're trying to tell. Oh yeah, absolutely, and. Um, you know, I think um, one thing that people take for granted in skating is the very quiet success stories or the loud success stories, whatever you want to call them. But, like, you know, you look at somebody like, say, like Jim T over at Deluxe and the work that they're doing, you know, they've been a brand for, 
guess 30 something years and it's mm -hmm. pretty super professional and like you gotta hand it to jim and the crew for like yep. giving as much time as they do to us skate rats out here like skate twitter social media whatever and reaching out because like running a brand or running a distribution is a ton of work and just like the fact that they are public facing and they reach out like that's incredible because of how much triangulation you have to do and how many personalities you have to manage and like manufacturing schedules are very difficult especially like times of covid where manufacturing of everything whether it's your foundries making trucks companies making wheels the pressing plants making your decks pretty much just stopped and you think about how you have to you know like you're thinking you know you have to think on the fly in addition to managing some pretty mercurial and sometimes like straight up difficult personalities so like shout out to jim t but like shout out to all the skate company so to everybody who runs a skate company that continues year after year because it's hard and it's like it requires like a certain amount of like it's like this weird combination of like discipline um you're basically doing a lot of thankless work and also like you still got to have the passion for it you know you really have to be focused on it and probably work as hard on running a brand as you do as you do or you did at skating i don't know if you can do both i mean it does go back to the crail tap camp thing that i think we brought it up here quite a bit that you know there were there were some key subtractions from that crew and all of a sudden the vibe changed drastically and yeah i think it 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 we're probably discounting other folks behind 917 mm -hmm. for their involvement but you know if if the the figurehead's not doing anything i mean hell i think of nba basketball teams maybe like the new york knicks who have this year turned it around but like you know james dolan is pretty much universally thought of as one of the worst owners in the league and well for 20 years that's kind of been uh kind of rubbed off on his team so yeah, it's that's been like the, the worst probably the worst owner in professional sports period maybe dan snyder in washington has given him a run yeah <laughs> <laughs> like all vile vile dudes that own nfl teams yeah he's like, Dan, but yeah dan snyder's legendary is legendary i mean like whatchamacallit i think was it washington city paper straight up called him the devil <laughs> god like, i'm trying to it was it might have been a, a city paper columnist who has just incredible stories just like lawsuits this oh man yeah that's he, a rabbit hole if you ever want to dan snyder yourself yeah yeah shout out to shout out to all my my cats in the dmv supporting the washington football team but um, Damn. we got somewhere if i'm talking about the nfl man <laughs> <laughs> but like but like here's the other thing too it's like alex also admits like he's like i'm not out here trying to get rich trying to be serious play serious businessman and like think about like the, the infamous now infamous story about why everybody decided to quit you know dwindle quit world blind 101 plan b to go start girl and then later start chocolate the whole thing about the invoices and like it's become blown up into this huge story when really it was probably what it was was just communication you know normally if there's a dispute at work if there's some dispute over pay you go and you make a phone call and say like hey can we have a meeting about this and either you work it out or you don't but ordinarily you don't just like storm out and take a bunch of shit you know or you know just decide you're going to take a whole you know take a whole bunch of riders but what do y'all think it is about skating that 
this narrative, because we, we hinted at this early in the show, what is it about this narrative? Like, this keeps happening. This always keeps happening. What, like, uh, you mean people, like, writers, like, get disgruntled for some reason and quit and start their own shit, and then, like, they start, and then those writers quit and start their own shit, like, and mm-hmm. so on and so on. Yeah, and sp- more specifically this, because, like, apparently, like, the whole team quit. It would be one thing if one person leaves, right? Because that's <laughs> bound to happen. People leave sports franchises, they leave skate companies, they leave sponsorships all the time, you know? But the the rest of the team just quits. And I just, you know, took a, a cursory look around eBay and noticed that the prices for 917 stuff has gone up. But then at the same time, 917 is now under, um, is now being distributed by Baker Boys, apparently. Yeah, I, I saw that. So what, what's the deal with that? Like, are they just dis- distributing the rest of their stock or whatever? Or, like, are they still going to make shit or what's, what's the deal with that i don't know i mean like if, if alex didn't care he'd just be like i don't know i just have a bunch of boards y'all want some i'm doing a sidewalk sale and donating <laughs> to charity piece you know a distribution deal is a contract you know that's a that, that's a business decision yeah, yeah i don't know i think that's kind of cool that like people you know that cycle keeps going on definitely makes skating a uh, unique as a subculture like what would it be like if like i mean carmel Anthony. And J.R. Smith were like, man, like, fuck this shit. We're starting our own basketball team, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, that would be the dumbest Like, in, like, 2014. Yeah, it would be uh, fucking awesome as shit. Like, in 2014, they were like, man, like, Dolan, like, fuck this, this guy. Let's start our own team. You know what I mean? I mean, it would be lit. <laughs> uh, I, unfortunately, like, I know. The, the, over, <laughs> the, over, <laughs> the overhead in professional sports is so high that it's just impo- it's Yeah. You, you have to be – even, like, a LeBron is not – you know, is not paid enough to decide, like, I'm going to go float an entire sports organization. But the closest thing you can get is when a bunch of folks decide that um, they're going to bounce on their, you know, bounce on their into free agency or they're going to want to strategically direct themselves towards a, another organization. Yeah, or, yeah like, like a form of a super team, quote unquote, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, you're right, like in skating, it's the thing that often keeps things fresh. And like, imagine if Girl Chocolate just stayed dominant. Right? Like, none of these folks all, like, dipped off to do their own thing. Like, what if they just stayed dominant? Like, there was no drama, no nothing. Mark Johnson puts out another part. He chills out. You know, he quits Lakai, but, you yeah, know, quits on, like, fair terms. And Yeah, that would be kind of boring. Like, and they keep getting the best AMs. And they keep getting pro, going pro. And then, like, you know what I mean? And they gradually retire people. And so, like, yeah, that would be like, um, that'd be like the Yankees or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but even with the Yankees, yeah, like yeah. the last few years, it's been it's it's a combination of like Astros cheating and injury and oh yeah, you know, like, Yankees haven't won anything since two thousand nine, which keeps it actually you know what keeps it interesting because then you're gonna because then you, know, uh, you get that feels next so ring, bad for twenty eighth ring. <laughs> but maybe that's happening for Curl Tap. Maybe it's just like they had to have their fallow period, you know, where everything went to shit. Yeah. Well, uh, that begs the question. Do y'all think 917 guys or at least the core of like Max and Cyrus are going to start something new? I would say don't bother you guys. Keep skating and just get someone to do it for you. Like, again, maybe maybe one of those deluxe brands or, yeah, I don't know. I, don't I, know. I feel like seeing that, uh, you know, there was that early round of, Let's say Brian Anderson's board company, 3D. That was yeah. that was gone quick. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't really count. But now we're kind of seeing a round of closures of those 
fuck it, we're doing our own brand things, you know, <laughs> from the mid 2015s. And I hope some of these younger guys just learn, like, okay, it ain't worth the, it ain't worth it. Let's go go to something established and just, you know, let someone you, pay us. <laughs> do you wait, wait? Do you, do you all think it? Okay. Do you all think it, it's worth it for these? Do you think it's worth it for these guys to try and find somebody else? Because, like, also the other thing is, like, with 917, it was the combination of, you know, like, it was a combination of these guys skating together that got us hyped. I think of all these guys, and I don't think of 917. I think of, like, Johnny Wilson clips more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that, yeah, that's, that's what my only point. people were, uh, like, alluding to on Slap. Like, maybe a brand with, like, Johnny Wilson as like the the guy the brand manager or whatever or, or some shit like that with like max cyrus and like a couple of dudes or whatever see but who who's gonna be you know you've got okay you got a filmer but you need someone who's gonna run the company do the books set up the accounts and things like that because like yeah quasi is stacked all timers is stacked like so like that you know that division of the skateboarding leagues is pretty those are stacked <laughs> like Good luck trying to get on no, real right now. No cap room. No cap room <laughs> no with cap. any of these brands. Yeah. You're like, you're like, you're not getting on real. You're definitely not getting on crooked. You're definitely not getting, like, like they don't quite fit the mold. And even if any of them did, th- those teams are so stacked and so good and probably hinting at something for, big for the future that, like, it's not happening, right? And, you know, is there is there any, I'm trying to think, like, is there a brand that could use an overhaul? Right now, where all these guys could just roll up and just be like, "Hey, we're taking over." Blind, Dark Star, <laughs> <laughs> taking it very the... literal. Who needs it? Who needs a complete overhaul? I mean, ultimately, isn't it about getting free skateboards? Yo, well, and I'm, t- I'm, I'm continuing the sports analogy. <laughs> Expansion. One of these distros just needs to be like, "Hey, uh, all these dudes are out there. Let's." Say, hey, you want to start a brand? We'll back it. We'll supply you with art. We'll maybe even get some brains for you. But you don't have to do the distro. You don't have to do any of the logistics. And we'll pay you yeah. and give you boards. So, I don't know. Supreme. Yeah. Ooh, that's a little too logical, but... Why not? Just, just be like, yo, like we're going to, you know, like we're a skate shop. We've been sponsoring skaters since day one. Now let's launch a definitive brand so that we can establish a difference between the cats who ride for the shop and rock all the gear and the folks who ride for the to be named skate brand because they got the bread they've got the they've got the space like the warehouse they've got the logistics the distribution all of that all you need they definitely got some designer who's got some extra time just be like yo like we'll want to put you full-time on this project like you know you know board brand name you know t- title tk whatever yeah, damn, that would be uh, that would be something. Yo, I mean, like that would be a way to really, and then like for Supreme, that relieves some of that pressure. You know, not that they feel it, but like you know, relieves some of that pressure of people asking, like, are they are they still down for the skate culture, or is it just like a perpetual hype beast thing? Like they're like, now nah, we're starting a skate brand, and you're gonna rock with it. That would be, yeah, because like from that interview, like the Cyrus seems like a type of dude. Like I just want to get free boards and go on trips and film and do what I do. That's it. You know what I mean? And that's awesome. That's like what he does, like, and is fucking awesome, Matt. You know, so kind of the, like in a way, like if you if you're backed by a shoe company, it kind of doesn't matter who you get boards from. Right. That's true, but the thing is, like, he he's also voiced that desire. He wants to he wants to take it to the next level. But the, actually, maybe actually, like, help me out here, y'all. Like, 
mind, Jason, like, what is the next level? Like, what is the next level for somebody like Cyrus? Just, like, having, uh, I guess maybe having, like, a video part on a Thrasher, you know what I mean, like a solo video part. But, I mean, like, the Wilson videos are so, like, you know what I mean, that's, that's his lane, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So maybe, like, going pro for a bigger company, like, getting a shoe colorway or something, you know, that's probably the next step, but, like, like get yeah, maybe like a Nike part or something, you know. I mean, like stand on Nike part, something like that. Let Johnny Wilson do it. I mean, it it's it's always tough for me to untangle like what the zeitgeist seems in like the extremely online, but not necessarily slap, but more quarter snacks leaning, Twitter leaning, about forty years old leaning circles. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I I do wonder what what the Cyrus Bennett standing is beyond. Those those realms that I just listed, uh, yeah. I mean, Nike should back them harder. I think there is something like just obviously appealing about the way the dude skates. Yeah, he's like uh, he's like aggro as fuck. Like, there's not that many dudes out there that skate street. <laughs> yeah, that is such a perfect way to put it. Okay, then um, I I think uh, that I got to remind Back us of, of what's happening outside outside of skateboarding, outside in the real world. You're starting to see cities reopen. Um, COVID cases in some locales are starting to become not only manageable, but also decreasing significantly. You have folks getting vaccinated. I don't know how far away the light at the end of the tunnel is, but it's, it's starting to peek through. And that means that for skaters who've been going hard in the paint in 2020, like these guys, that there's a way to really like, there's going to be a buzz. There's an excitement. People are going to want to be traveling as much as possible. They're going to be wanting to get stuff to get clips like they like this might be the year or next year in which they really take it to the next level. So maybe for him, it's like putting out maybe not to the same level of, oh, my God, like Mason Silva, but definitely like with like Cyrus putting out like five parts in a bunch of different places, like establishing himself as a certain trait. Like like when you get a Cyrus part, you're getting a certain trademark or quality. And like he wants that to be his thing. And that's going to be what carries him to the next level. And that, you know, with 917, for whatever reasons, that that wasn't going to happen. And, like, maybe with things reopening and a new normal being established, like, that's what's going to happen. Like, maybe he's, like, he started really thinking deep about, like, what's going to come next. I don't want to just, he doesn't want, he wants to, he wants to get to a next level in which, like, people are rapping about his parts on the internet, in the group texts but also in real life and at the shops and that that translates into something that gets him up in the industry. Like he doesn't want to be, it's like being like, not everybody wants to be in a cool band or like a, just like a cool DJ. Like, yeah, it's great if you're like playing the same club and like getting like a nice guarantee and such. But like, if you're not getting on the radio and you're not actually getting a tour and you're not actually getting sync license, put into TV and movies and stuff, who gives a fuck? Likewise with skating. Like, he doesn't want to just be like, I'm ride for a cool New York City company. I want my shit to be worldwide. Put him back on a polar. Yeah. I Problem mean, solved. <laughs> I mean, Pontus seems Pontus seems demanding. Maybe he's ready for it now. Pontus seems like he kind of knows what he's doing. The producer. Okay, you know what? There you go. I mean, Jason, does, does Pontus fit the description? Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, he, uh, I mean, I've interviewed him before, like, yeah. Yeah, he's totally one of one of those guys. Like he's like a uh, impresario or whatever. Like yeah. you know I mean, totally, it totally has like, like a vision. Like, like 
you know what I mean, what he likes and what he wants to put out there with Polar or whatever. So, uh, yeah, back on Polar, we know. That definitely if shit opens up. Yeah, because, like, but, Kevin Rodriguez said something uh, similar I, when he was younger that he was like, I wasn't really feeling trying to go pro for Polar, like, really trying, trying. And that, you know, when you're younger, like, maybe sometimes when you're younger, you just want the free drink tickets. And then you eventually or hopefully you grow out of it, and then you want something more out of your creative or your skate whatever career. You know what I would be yeah. stoked on? We're talking about the end of COVID. I would be stoked to go to the bar and have a drink. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, Just to yes. sit at a bar and drink a drink? Do people like, used to do that? Could you imagine? just like a regular bar. Like I'm talking about crowded, like carrying pint glasses through a crowd with no worries about people breathing on them. A pitcher beer. Wow. Which brings us to the part of the show where we reflect on what we're stoked on from the week that just passed. Hey, Patrick, what are you stoked on? All right. So I'm stoked on Spitfire Wheels, but more specifically the Kevin Bradley Gremlins edition. I don't know. Maybe this is a little nod to the world industry's gizmos. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm stoked on some new footage I just saw of uh, Kevin Bradley again. He looks cool. Um, I like I like his fits, and he, he's the man. I think I think he needs to bless us with a part this summer. If Kevin dropped a part this year, that would be uh, super tight. That Kevin, drop, drop something for the summer, Kevin. Something hot. Um, summer, summer needs, summer summer needs a new Kevin Bradley part. Or Kevin like Kevin and Nakel together. Kevin, Nakel, and, um, and Tyshawn. Three-piece for the summer. That's what we need. Uh, I'm stoked on... Um, a journalist called Helene Olin. She did a live chat for Washington Post about minimum wage and the crisis of minimum wage right now. She's absolutely wonderful, super, super funny. Uh, New York slash LA, check her out. And I'm stoked on the fact that one of my old bands, Smoke Green, dropped a new video for an old song. It's called Mars Rover. This is in uh, honor of the Perseverance Rover that landed on Mars. We wrote it back in 2011, 2012, when there was a Mars rover that was landing around that time. And it's super trippy. My friend Doug, who also plays guitar, uh, he put it together off a bunch of JPL and NASA footage. And it's pretty trippy. Mm. If you smoke weed or do mushrooms, I highly recommend it. Jason, what are you stoked on? Well, as the uh, video game liaison for this podcast, I'm stoked on, let me make sure I get the whole title, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War season two uh which dropped like a week ago and like video game seasons are kind of like when did they just come out with like a whole bunch of new guns a whole bunch of new shit to do you know so been fucking with that pretty heavy also stoked on a video part from a richmond kid kobe hay called lockdown in virginia that made it onto the trans world site and he basically destroys all, all the kind of landmark spots in richmond which i think I think Temple instead was like his favorite scene last year, like when we did like the uh, year end deal. Oh, yeah. He, he claimed it as his like favorite scene or yeah, something like that. So yeah, that's super sick. Pretty stoked on that. And stoked on a uh, hard goods company out of San Francisco, California called Venture Trucks. Mike, what are you stoked on this week? So some, some sort of iteration of spring or warmer weather is now here in minnesota so i am very stoked on the possibility that when this podcast hits this weekend i could be out street skating uh we got 50 degree weather and the snow has been melting for now like a week and a half so i'm stoked on that 
Also stoked on podcast buddy Ian Browning's post on the Orchard Skate Shop site. Uh, he talked to Jerry Fowler, one of my all-time favorite skaters, about the Copley Barrier spot in Boston, a.k.a. the Jerrier. It's that weird, like, in the middle of a intersection, uphill barrier with sloped sides. Yeah, that uh, that yellow thing. Yup, yup. Looks like both super fun, super frustrating to skate. And I think Fowler, yeah, just had a bunch of really good tricks on it. I am also stoked on um, something that Minnesotan transplant to New York City Zach Moore put up on his Instagram page, the Ultimate Skate Songs Collection. It is a video that truly must be watched to be held. Uh, It's really great. It's really funny. It's super well done. Uh, Some TV production chops on display there. That's who did it? I've... I've been I clicked past it a couple of days ago. I was like, okay, I'll I'll check back for this later, and I totally spaced on it. So that's the one we've yeah. done like a, the late night uh, QVC kind of commercial, just like, but wait, there's more. Exactly, and when it when 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 you get to the bonus CD, it's it's when it's like, yeah, it, it's it's when it is really flying high. Oh wait, if if we're talking 1990s CD compilations, AM Gold. Or country classics, you got to pick one. Oh, AM Gold. Yeah, that has like what, like, like yeah, Brandy, uh, Hooked on a Feeling. Oh yeah. Oh, all that type. Oh, oh, it's magic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, dude, come on, yeah, AM Gold. <laughs> did did Aaron Snyder skate to Brandy in the Maple video? Yes, Seven he did. Five? Yes, in some videos. Yeah. <laughs> There we go, guys. Now we can end the show. That's it for the show this week. Be sure to check Mostly Skateboarding Not Net, where Templeton, even on his week off, is going to put links to the things that we all just talked about in the show notes. Until next time, you can keep up with us all week on the internet. Jason, where can people find you? On the Twitter, at Carbonite1994. On the Instagram at Frozen Carbonite. On the Xbox Live at Carbonite10101. And writing stuff for quartersnacks.com. Uh, Patrick, where can the people find you? All right. Y'all can find me on Twitter at Colonel K Speaks. And you can find me on Instagram and also Clubhouse at P Kigongo. Maybe we need to have like a big Clubhouse get together for Skate Whoa. Twitter. Or is that yeah, just I weird? haven't. Been- yeah. Uh, no, I haven't been on Clubhouse in a minute, actually. Yeah, it's That'd just like cool. bros complaining and, uh, and, 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 you know, screaming about Elon Musk, NFTs, yak, yak, yak. Don't care. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, <laughs> where can the people find you on the internet? Both on Twitter and Instagram. Maybe Clubhouse. I forget what my username was. At M Munzenrider. So check me out online. That's it. We'll see you guys next week. Be safe. Wear your mask. Later.